and peace be to you from our God, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Amen. Our text for today comes from Exodus 3. We hear again verses 13 to 15. Then Moses said to God, If I come to the people of Israel and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they ask me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, Say this to the people of Israel, I am has sent me to you. God also said to Moses, Say this to the people of Israel, The Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever, and thus I am to be remembered throughout all generations. So far, our text. You've all probably heard the old saying, don't shoot the messenger. In fact, maybe you've been the messenger before asking not to be shot. Well, for our messenger and our text for today, we need to tweak this saying a little bit. Because Moses wasn't worried about being shot. He was worried about being dismissed, distrusted, discredited. So instead of saying, don't shoot the messenger, we need to say, don't doubt the message due to who the messenger is. Okay, that doesn't just roll off the tongue as easy, I get it, but it's still just as valid a point. We all know don't shoot the messenger simply means don't be mad at me for bringing you bad news. I, as the messenger, am not to blame for the bad news, I'm just the one delivering it to you. Well, our new saying of don't doubt the message due to who the messenger is falls along the same lines. Only it's not about receiving bad news and being angry. It's about receiving powerful news. Too good to be true news and being skeptical of it. Moses a lot of times gets a bad rap for this passage of the burning bush because when God tries to call him to be his messenger, Moses begins to make excuse after excuse after excuse as to why he is not the right guy for this job. And it's true, Moses does this, so to some degree he deserves a bad rap. But when it comes to the question he asks in verse 13, this is actually extremely smart on Moses' part. I mean, put yourself in Moses' shoes, or better yet, in his bare feet. You're out tending sheep when you see a bush on fire that's not being consumed. You get closer to check it out and you hear a voice calling your name. You take off your shoes, you fall face down in the dirt, and then proceed to listen to this voice telling you, you are going to go free a whole nation of slaves. Would your first thought immediately be, okay, sounds good, no worries, I got this. Probably not. This is almost too much for you to believe. Is this really happening? Have I gone crazy? Is God really speaking to me? And if you, as the messenger, are already asking yourselves those questions because you don't know what to make out of all this, then aren't the people who are going to hear your message ask those same questions? Aren't they going to be just as skeptical, just as doubtful, to as if this is real or not? So Moses, probably trying to reassure himself, just as much as wanting to have the answer to reassure the people who will hear his message, ask, who should I say sent me? And this gets us back to the first point. The power of the message, the validity, the trustworthiness, the authority of the message 
does not come from the messenger delivering it. The messenger is not the one responsible to make the message come true, just as much as the messenger is not the one to blame for the bad news. Don't shoot the messenger, but don't doubt the message due to who the messenger is. Moses gets it right when he asks, who is this message from? If he's going to deliver this message, I mean this message of all messages, this message of rescue from tyranny, this message of salvation from oppression, this message of freedom from slavery, he had better be able to answer who the message comes from. These Israelites have been slaves for over 400 years. They've been through centuries of bitter treatment, harsh conditions, and forced labor. And now, now out of the blue, God is just going to end it all, free every one of them, and give them a whole land to call their own? That seems very unlikely. And if it were up to Moses as the messenger, it would be impossible. Especially considering, remember, Moses was once part of Pharaoh's palace. Maybe back then he could have done something about it, but now he ran away. He gave up any privilege or power he had in Egypt. Even more than that, he's probably still wanted for murder. No, Moses has no power, no authority, no means whatsoever to make this message come true. But that's why it's key that he asks this question. Who is the message from? It's not his job as the messenger to make it come true. It's simply his job to deliver the message. So who has the responsibility to make the message come true? Well, that's the answer we get in verses 14 and 15. I am who I am. The Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob has sent me to you. If anyone doubts this message, if anyone is skeptical and questions it, if any of those Israelites who have been slaves their entire lives dismiss this news as too good to be true, they are not dismissing Moses. They are dismissing the God of their fathers. The Lord God Yahweh, I am who I am. This is the God who turned Abraham, an elderly childless nomad, married to an elderly barren wife, into the nation of Israel. This is the God who gave Isaac and Rebekah twin boys. This is the God who turned Jacob, a sneaky, deceiving younger brother, into the father of the twelve tribes. This is the God who worked through jealous brothers who sold their little brother Joseph into slavery in order to save the whole world during a famine. This is the God who brought a depressed father and a lost son back together in the best land of Egypt, even though they were both foreigners. This is the God who kept his promise to give Abraham more offspring than stars in the sky. And now Israel has gotten so big Pharaoh himself is scared of their numbers. When you receive a message that seems too good to be true, especially like this unimaginable news that after four centuries of slavery, complete and utter freedom is here at last. The only way you don't dismiss it, the only way you don't question it, is because you trust the one who it comes from. 
these Israelite slaves suffering harsh oppression. They have no reason to trust Moses as messenger. But the moment they question him, and he is able to tell them, this message comes from the God of your fathers, God of Abraham, God of Isaac, God of Jacob. I am who I am, Yahweh. Now they have every reason to trust him. See, they know who God is. They know what God has done in the past. They know they are a mighty nation of people simply because of what God has done for them through their ancestors. The power of this message is not from Moses the messenger. It comes directly from God. And the same thing is true for us when it comes to the message of the cross. Sometimes living here in 2019, we hear that all of our sins are completely and utterly forgiven simply through faith alone in Christ alone. And it seems too good to be true. The Son of God dying on the cross, rising from the dead, and then freely giving us sinners complete salvation, freely giving us his own righteousness, freely giving us eternal life, it seems unimaginable. You and I weren't born yesterday. Even at only 30 years old, I know the list of sins that follow me. If they were all written out, it would take libraries to contain them. I know what I'm guilty of. I know all the ways I've stumbled and fallen. I know the tyranny of sin has had power over me my entire life. And you too can easily confess you have been under sin's oppression. So when we hear the gospel, the good news that the Son of God is our Savior and that He has conquered our sin through His death on the cross, that He has completely forgiven us of every one of those sins, that we are absolutely saved from sin's power and rule, when we hear we're 100% free, 100% righteous in the eyes of God in the name of Christ, that we're saved simply through faith alone. How often do we become skeptical and doubt it's really true. Especially when we're foolish enough to put our trust in a messenger. If you are counting on your pastors as the one to give you your forgiveness and freedom, the ones that make it possible for you, or if you believe the gospel only because your best friend shared it with you, or if you look up to a parent or grandparent as the perfect example for you to follow, you will always be let down. The power of the gospel, the validity, the trustworthiness, the authority of this good news being true does not derive from any sinful human. We can stake our entire eternal life. We can put all of our hope and faith into it. We can cling to the forgiveness of the cross only because it comes from our God. The same God who promised to give Abraham an heir. The same God who gave Isaac twins. The same God who changed Jacob's name to Israel. The same God who rescued and freed his people from slavery in Egypt. Is the same God who sent his son to be born in our flesh in a manger. He's the same God who died for us on the cross. Who rose for us on Easter morning. The same God who sets us free from sin, death, and the power of Satan through the life, death, and resurrection of his son, Jesus Christ. Pastors, parents, neighbors, friends, these are simply the humans God works through to deliver the good news of salvation to you. 
but they, like Moses, are simply the messenger. The promise of your freedom. The promise of your forgiveness. The promise of your salvation and eternal life is trustworthy. It's worth staking your life in and putting all your hope in, not because of the messenger, but because it comes from God. The God of your fathers. The God of Abraham. The God of Isaac. The God of Jacob. The one triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Yahweh, I am who I am. The God who has always kept his promises, the God who has always delivered his people just as he said he would. This is the God who delivers you. This is the good news of the gospel. And no matter who the messenger is, you never have to doubt this wonderful life-changing, life-giving message. You can trust the good news that salvation is yours through Christ alone. Because God, Yahweh, I am who I am, is the one who gives you this good news. Trust the message. It comes from God. Amen. Now this, the peace of God which surpasses understanding, keep and guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.